a look at news, analysis, and insight from around the Big Ten Conference. This is Big Ten Paradigm, part of the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. And here's your host, Mark Rogers. Hello, welcome in everyone to another edition of Big Ten Paradigm right here at the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Network. My name's Mark. You can catch me on YouTube at the Voice of College Football where we post videos every day, go live every day, 25 team channels. Again, the voice of college football. And please check out the landscape of college football podcasts here at College Gridiron Coast to Coast, the best you will find anywhere. All right, let's talk Big Ten football, of course. The East is a beast and the West is a mess. Iowa scored a touchdown Well, of course, they scored it on defense. Of course, they only score touchdowns on defense. The offense did not find the end zone in a crushing 54-10 loss to Ohio State. This is definitely the best performance, defensive performance, I have ever seen out of a team that gave up 54 points. I tweeted that after they gave up about 30. (laughs) I was like, this is going to turn out to be the best defensive performance I've ever seen in my life in all my years of watching college football for a team that gave up 55 points. Now, is that a slap in the face, backhanded insult? Not really. It is just the truth. This Iowa team breaks all trends. The defense is so good. Not talented to the degree of Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. No, but it is Iowa good. It is the Iowa formula under Phil Parker. And that formula did as well as it could under the circumstances of play taking on possibly the best offense in college football on the road. And even beyond that, taking on the best offense in college football is one thing. And this Iowa defense was up to that challenge. The Iowa defense, unfortunately, And no defense would be up to the challenge of having to take on its own offense, its own offensive ineptitude. Spencer Petras threw an interception on the game's first play. He threw a pick six to a linebacker that, after watching the play a few times, certainly Joel Klatt said it during the broadcast, I don't know where the ball was supposed to be intended. Usually you see after watching a replay at a certain angle, okay, even though it was thrown right to that defender, okay, I can see that he missed him, that he didn't see him behind the line, or he was shielded by another player, the official, whomever, or he just didn't see him or didn't anticipate that. Wow, this was just where was the ball going? Iowa had zero yards in the first quarter. I think it might have been two. You might as well just say zero. Six turnovers. Petrus was benched, finally. The two Iowa quarterbacks, after Alex Padilla came in, fumbled on his first play, threw a pick on his first attempt. It's just unbelievably how bad that Iowa offense can be. They are the worst offense in the country. I can state that not just statistically, but just in regards to lack of effectiveness. Shooting themselves in the foot when they finally played a defense that was able to make plays and turn the ball over. They're typically risk-averse, don't create or commit many turnovers, but 
obviously don't do anything else. They don't create anything. This Iowa defense was put into this situation over and over and over and over. Get this. Every drive that Ohio State produced points in the first half, they started inside the Iowa 35, and they were held to four field goals. Iowa held Ohio State to four field goals. After giving that offense that kind of field position, they continued to hold and hold and hold and hold. And of course, when they scored a touchdown finally to go up seven to three, it was the defense. It was a uh, blitz. Joe Evans sacks CJ Stroud, gets the strip sack, the score. It's just unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this. This defense or this team, this Iowa team, breaks all trends. Okay, let's get to the side of the ball that matters, the team that matters in this situation, because I was basically throwing away the Big Ten Western Division in a season in which everybody's in it. Yes, they're mathematically still viable with three losses and still having to play Purdue and Nebraska and Minnesota. But, of course, they lost to Illinois already. Illinois only has one loss. And so there are two games behind there, plus the tie-breaking game, basically three games behind. So let's look at Ohio State here because they have championship aspirations, of course. Ohio State's defense was dominant in this game. Okay, let's think about this for a second. Was their defense dominant in this game, or was it just the typical Iowa (laughs) offensive performance? Okay, a couple of the turnovers, as we outlined, were gifts. Most of the takeaways, though, were just that, takeaways. The Ohio State defense played extremely well. Jim Knowles' defense is working. Ohio State is so much better on that side of the ball, so much tighter, but still thin in the secondary. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. A couple more thoughts on Iowa. They loaded up against the Ohio State run game, and this has to be the most frustrated that Ohio State's two star running backs have ever been in their in their careers, going back to high school, going back to grade school, peewee ball, whatever. I'm sure they've run over everyone. Trevion Henderson had 38 yards on 11 carries. Mayan Williams, get this. This is almost unfathomable. 10 carries for 19 yards. That's how good the Iowa defense is. The offense continues to be an embarrassment. Offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz should be let go. He needs to be demoted, gone. Something that's pretty obvious. This is the fifth season. He would not have this job anywhere else. I don't think there's any question about that. We all understand the situation. Kirk Ferentz says he won't make a change mid-season. He never makes a change mid-season. That's not what he does. Okay. I would consider Iowa to have substantially a higher profile better brand, better status of football program than Rutgers and Indiana. And those two schools made changes midseason. Rutgers fired its offensive coordinator. Indiana fired its offensive line coach because the job was not being completed. The job was not successful. And Indiana's offense is prolific compared to Iowa's, and even Rutgers is better than Iowa's. They just scored 24 points against Indiana on Saturday. (laughs) 
And those programs are letting coaches go midseason that have not been around for five years failing for that long. It's inconceivable. Next up for Ohio State, Penn State, of course. Nittany Lions defeated Minnesota 45-17. They took advantage of a backup quarterback situation. Tanner Morgan, we wish him the best. Still is out due to concussion protocol. Ethan Kaliamanis stepped in and he looked the part. He looked the freshman deer in the headlights first game on the road, white out. Actually, the Illinois game was on the road when he stepped in in the fourth quarter last week. But first start on the road and threw for 175 yards. Much of that was when the game was out of hand. Nine of 22 passing, threw a couple picks. Uh, the Penn State defense, six passes defensed, pass breakups all over the place, seven tackles for loss. Uh, the Penn State offense, okay, so the Penn State defense Posting those kind of numbers and, and and holding Minnesota down, not a big deal. The Minnesota offense wasn't performing before Tanner Morgan got hurt, so it's even worse now. So the Penn State defensive effort was just basically what you would expect. It was the Penn State offense that, that impressed on Saturday. Four touchdowns in the second half on four consecutive drives. Sean Clifford was sharp, 23 of 31, 295 through the year, four touchdown passes. Unfortunately, Sean Clifford, I hate to hear this, had to take the field on Saturday amidst booze because of his performance against Michigan on the road the previous week. If the morons who booed him actually knew anything about football or watched the game and knew anything and could decipher anything, they would understand Sean Clifford had about as much to do with that loss as the equipment manager. Just it just it just gets to me like nothing else when these athletes are booed when they are doing their best. If they're not trying, then boo them. Otherwise, they're collegiate athletes. The guy's a gamer. He played injured last year, Sean Clifford. Get off his back. You obviously didn't boo the offensive line, boo the defense. They gave up over 400 rushing yards to Michigan. Don't boo Sean Clifford, who basically was on his back the entire afternoon. Pathetic. Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, five and a half yards per carry. This is what matters out of this Penn State win against Minnesota. The offensive production against a solid, strong, good Minnesota defense. Expect Penn State to show up better against Ohio State at home than they did against Michigan on the road. Just expect it. James Franklin's history. I believe Penn State learned something from that game. I believe that they were embarrassed. I believe they're better than what they showed against Michigan. Hey guys, with the college football season heading toward the midway point, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity that you can rely on like Bet Us. Did you know that BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for over 25 years, paying their loyal customer base quickly and securely? Well, we want you to go to BetUs.com and take advantage of an offer we have with all our shows right here at the College Gridiron Coast to Coast. You'll receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using our code COAST22. That's COAST22. Put $100 in. Get an additional $125 to play with. 
or $200 initially, deposited gets you $250, and so on. And bet us also as the NFL, Major League Baseball postseason, and soon the NBA, as well as almost any sport you can think of. But we know you are college football fans first and foremost, and we want you to be with us all season long on BetUs.com. Check them out, BetUs.com, and remember our 125% match bonus for initial signups with our code COAST22. BetUs. You bet, you win, you get paid. In this week's version of Vegas Knows More Than We Do, Wisconsin defeated Purdue easily, 35-24. It wasn't that close. It was 28-3. It was 35-10. Purdue never had a chance. They got down 21 to nothing in this game in the first quarter. Coming into this game, of course, Purdue was the better team. They should have beaten Syracuse, and that's the same Syracuse team, of course, that was undefeated and went to Death Valley on Saturday and played Clemson down to the wire and had to lead the most of the most of the game. It's a Purdue team that beat Minnesota, beat Maryland, took Penn State to the wire. Okay, Purdue had four quality performances. Wisconsin basically had zero. Why was Wisconsin favored in this game at home against Purdue by two and a half points? There was no comparison between the two teams up until Saturday. But Vegas favored Wisconsin, and Wisconsin blew out Purdue. Braylon Allen, 113 on the ground. Breland Allen, 113 on the ground. Graham Mertz was efficient. He had uh, three plays over 20-plus yards. Explosive play, Skyler Bell. Nice receiving day for Wisconsin. On the other side, Purdue's offense just never showed up in time to do anything. Shoot, they had a big fourth-quarter comeback, but that was all window dressing. Didn't matter. Aiden O'Connell threw three picks in total. Wisconsin, in fact, leads the nation in picks by a defense. 14 this season. Purdue, Illinois coming up in a few weeks is still the game of the year in the Big Ten Western Division. Purdue at three and two. Nebraska has two losses as well, but of course, Purdue is the tiebreaker there. Illinois is the only three and one team in the division. Cali football fans, the season seems to get better each and every week. The matchups are ridiculously good and getting better now that we're in conference play. You're looking for the best seats at the most competitive prices and we want to make sure you take advantage of Ticket Smarter and their mobile app. We know that buying college football tickets online requires trust, and Ticket Smarter has partnered with more than 100 universities and 24 conferences as their official ticket resale marketplace. They have also partnered with ESPN Events as an official ticket resale partner as well. And with the best selection of NCAA football tickets, Ticket Smarter makes sure fans from all over the country experience the power and excitement of college football live. Purchase your tickets quickly, securely, and at the best prices in the secondary market with the Ticket Smarter mobile app or at TicketSmarter.com. And we've got an additional offer for those listening to all our podcasts here on College Gridiron Coast to Coast. Take 5% off your purchase of $100 or more with our promo code Gridiron 22. That's Gridiron 22 for 5% off your order of $100 or more. And that code isn't just a one-time deal. No. Use our code as many times as you want this season for the best selection of college football seats to the biggest games. Check out the selections and the pricing now with Ticket Smarter. And remember our code, Gridiron 22. 
Think smarter, take it smarter. Thanks so much for joining us on Big Ten Paradigm. Let's look at week nine in the conference. Ohio State, Penn State. We talked about much of this, but will the Ohio State run game travel? Ohio State was third best in the nation in 2021 in yards per carry on offense, but that was misleading because when they had to run it against the best teams, the best defenses, especially at Michigan, they could not. Despite their talent along the offensive line and at running back, they could not get the tough yards in the key moments. They proved that against Notre Dame, that they could run it down the Irish's throats in the fourth quarter. They won that game. They have run for tough yards. They have run consistently. The ground game has been stellar up until this Iowa game. Now, Iowa did stack the box, and they forced Ohio State to throw it. Don't really understand that ploy, but it worked, or at least it worked not on the scoreboard. It worked in regards to game situations, and if you watch the game, the Iowa defense did its job. But Ohio State, my goodness, Mayan Williams, 19 yards on 10 carries, trafing on Henderson, three and a half yards per carry. Okay, they go to Happy Valley. Penn State, their rush defense has something to prove after giving a 418 spot against Michigan. So this is going to be fascinating. Ohio State's rush attack against Penn State's rush defense. All right. Just like I said a couple weeks ago when Penn State faced off against Michigan, unfortunately, it didn't come to fruition because it just wasn't a factor, a major factor in the game. I am going to be fascinated by watching Ohio State wide receivers against the Penn State secondary, Joey Porter, Jair Brown. Those guys are phenomenal. And then on the flip side, Parker Washington and that crew, Penn State wide receivers against an Ohio State secondary that is young, that's thin, oft injured. They've had their issues this season. If there's one unit on Ohio State's team, offense or defense, that has performed under expectations, it would be the secondary. They've not been awful. They just haven't been great. All the other units, pretty phenomenal. Ohio State, Penn State. Noon, Fox, should be a spectacle. One of the three big games, of course, in the Big Ten this season. One of the big games last season in the Big Ten, probably not so much this year. Michigan State, Michigan, still a great rivalry of college football, of course. Jim Harbaugh doesn't beat Michigan State. Three and four against Sparty. Mel Tucker, two and oh against Michigan. All right, so if there's any incentive for the Wolverines, even if they're looking past Michigan State because of the obvious disparity between these two teams this year, they have the motivation of losing twice to Mel Tucker. Michigan is clicking on all cylinders. J.J. McCarthy has been efficient. We expected the explosiveness, but not necessarily the efficiency as he needed to gain reps and experience and gain that maturity. But man. He's just flat-out efficient, and now the potential is there to be explosive on offense, which Michigan has not needed. The run game's been devastating. The offensive line might be the best in all of college football. It's certainly the best in the Big Ten. Blake Horms, a Heisman candidate. Legitimately, the pass rush on defense has been fierce. What is Michigan State's hope in this game? Well, that may be just Mel Tucker just has Michigan's number, I guess. 
Peyton Thorne has a chance against this Michigan defense because he's elusive, he's quick, he's experienced, and he's just the guy, if you watch the Washington game, he can get away from a pass rush simply, but he can't be running for his life the entire game. But on occasion, when needed, he throws well on the run and he escapes a pass rush. And Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman are downfield threats. So Michigan State is going to have to throw it downfield. Of course, they want to be balanced, but they're going to win this game with big chunk yardage downfield. The Michigan State defense might be getting better last time out against uh, Wisconsin in that double overtime win. They held Braylon Allen to 4.2 yards per carry. So the Michigan State defense, deplorable much of the season, maybe getting better and ready to take on Michigan. That's all I got for you there. Otherwise, it's all Michigan. And finally, in the other game that counts in the Big Ten this week, Illinois-Nebraska. Illinois is in the driver's seat, as we pointed out, 3-1 and one with all the key wins in the division thus far over Minnesota and Iowa, specifically. Of course, this is going to be a close game. Like, I I am fully confident Illinois wins this game. However, it's going to be close because Illinois doesn't blow anyone out. And Nebraska, of course, it's their style to stay close. They, they don't get blown out. Illinois has got the number one defense in the country, statistically. They've been phenomenal. 12 interceptions, that's uh, number two in the nation. And Kendall Smith has four. Nebraska's defense is horrible, so that's the big difference in this game. The The offenses are comparable. Tommy DeVito's playing well. But again, the Huskers' defense has been awful, except for the Rutgers game. And Illinois taking on Nebraska. All right, enjoy the football in Week 9. This is Big Ten Paradigm. Come on back next Monday. Join us right there. And, of course, on the Voice of College Football each and every day on YouTube. Get to YouTube, Voice of College Football right there. Look it up. 25 team channels, including from the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa, and Wisconsin as well. All right, check out all the podcasts here at College Gridiron Coast to Coast. We'll see you next week. Enjoy week nine of college football.